You know what sucks? Hmm. Um. Give me a give me a bit more of a hint. Christian Bale's performance in this movie. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> <sighs> right off the bat. No, I'm just you know. Right off the bat. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of things to come, of the direction that this is going to head. Uh, you know. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, we we made this decision to do back to back Batman's, and it's kind of a fun yeah. continuity. It's 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 neat. And it's a decision that we've made that may go on to make us. Hmm. Or break us. I don't know. I don't know. Way. Could be. Could be. It could, things could take off here. It could be like <laughs> you know. Could be huge, or or view, listenership could could just drop right off who knows we'll see (laughs) we'll find out screw the listener it's not about the listener it's about us Mm. it's about us and movies and and popcorn and (laughs) and all of those good things speaking of which oh Mm. my goodness so yeah we're i mean we're doing the dark knight Mm -hmm. next week i have an excuse to go sit in a movie theater again and i am jazzed nice ah i'm so excited excited. it's been a while it's been a while hello and welcome welcome everyone we uh are the movie men podcast yeah we're continuing aptly named because we are a a podcast (laughs) about movies and that's that's where it ends there's nothing else (laughs) yeah there's no other there's there's nothing else in that title that has (laughs) any accuracy (laughs) whatsoever uh but we are continuing our journey in the batman series uh many different actors many different directors many different decades yeah really yeah some good some not so good some but horrid um, some are really bad and right now i'm paying my dues and that's fine (laughs) that is fine listen after after the 1966 Batman and the 1997 Batman and Robin, anything is a cakewalk. Yeah, okay. Those are, you know, it's like I would say... Um, I would say, it, to put it in, in familiar movie men terms... Um, George Clooney mm-hmm. and Batman and Robin yeah. was kind of like my Roger Moore of James Bond. <laughs> now I'm on to Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Uh, and so there's there's comfort in mm. that. Yeah. You know, it is a nice. It you know it's yeah. it, it's it is a it is a reprieve. Yeah. Um. But there's Daniel Craig coming. And so, you know, it's like... Interesting. It's like... Interesting. I, I thought with this analogy that the Daniel Craig would have been Michael Keaton right off the bat. Uh, well, it's hard to say. Okay. Wow. Because, you know, at times, as much as I love Daniel Craig as James Bond, and absolutely I do, I sent you today mm. that new trailer came out for No Time to Die. Oof. Oh, hand grenade. I'm so excited. A little spicy. Um, Yeah. But, but as, as much as 
as much as I love to hate him, there is something about Sean Connery as 007 that is magnetic. You, you, you just can't, you know, it's he's it's him. He's the guy. He is Sean Connery is 007. Um, well, yeah. And so that's I think that's, you know, obviously I like Michael Keaton as Batman mm-hmm. way better mm-hmm. than I like Sean Connery as as well just about anything. Um <laughs> But yeah. So, anyways, this 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 metaphor is falling apart <laughs> left, right, and center. So, let's just let's press on. Let's let's press on, pressing on. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, the Dark Knight. Well, we'll get into some more details. But in a nutshell, I am intrigued to have this discussion. I think this is going to be a discussion. I'm. I don't really have a horse in this race. I think. In times past, there's been movies that I maybe like more that you maybe think are overrated or just don't like sure. as much as me. And that, I think, just in a nutshell, I enjoy The Dark Knight. I think it's a really good film, and we'll get into some details later. But I'm, I'm, I think the stance I'm having is in this conversation going forward, as I have two open ears and I'm willing to have a con like just listen to what you have to say. Sure. And I'm actually quite intrigued and open to being swayed to saying, you know what, either A, this is overhyped, or B, it is what it is, or C it's not that good. Or, you know, wherever the conversation leads us. Or it might just end up that my position doesn't change too much. But I am I am quite open and intrigued to see where this goes. What an interesting dynamic for for this episode. Like mm-hmm. what it, like I feel like that doesn't happen often. Well, not that we don't have interesting dynamics, but that like this specific like, you know, we both we both go into films we both go into episodes I feel like usually fairly right. opinionated about the film. Right. Um and I am opinionated about it. Sure. And I am going to say some things today that are it's probably safe to say are unpopular things. Mm. And I'm fine with that. Sure. Um, but I'm I'm so I'm so juiced up. <laughs> I'm so revitalized by the notion that yeah, that you're gonna hear it with open ears. And and, and let me open arms and an open heart. Of course. And let me just be clear, like I do have opinions about this film. It's more just sure. when I was thinking about my opinions coming in to write this moment. I, they're not, it's not like a film that I'm so convicted about that if someone said, no, this isn't such a great film for these reasons, I would be in there in a coffee shop trying to convince them why they're wrong. And with this, I'm very open to going, yeah, like let's, let's, let's examine it from all the different angles. Let's, let's well examine. I'm really glad that you have opinions about this film because we're doing a podcast episode on it so <laughs> i've never if you're seen- like ah you know what i gen i just genuinely don't have any opinions about this film i would say why are you why are you here and would first you, like, first trivia question i've never seen this film <laughs> trivia question one what film are we doing this week yeah <laughs> christian bale what who uh okay well so speaking of which hit me up with some trivia okay I'm going to try something. I'm not sure if it's going to come through, but let's have a trivia section. Okay. I'm not sure if you heard that. Maybe you didn't. 
Um, no. Was it, what was supposed to happen? I, I hit happen? a sound effect. I'm not sure if it'll come through or not, so we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, I didn't hear it, but maybe maybe it'll, you know. Come on my audio okay. feed. We'll, we'll see. A uh, couple little tidbits yeah. before my one question for you. Just, this movie got a lot of money, like it was a cash cow. Um, over a billion mm-hmm. in revenue worldwide. At the time, it was the fourth highest grossing film and the highest of 2008. And it's just amazing that what the cement mixer, like, just how intense the movie market is because i was curious i was like okay fourth highest in 2008 i wonder where it stands now like where right where what's happened in the industry and it's gone all the way down like it's still respectable but 47th now it's gone from fourth to 47th so there's been some massive massive been a long time granted 13 years doesn't feel like 13 years but yeah granted it's been 13 years but still yeah, so like it's it you know let's let's think about the ones that in like let's let's think about the top tiered ones right now. Sure. So you have Titanic, and yeah. Titanic is just a thing of its own. Like it's yep. Titanic, it's going to take a very long time for Titanic to be removed from the top five, even. Yeah, and even um, more so for Avatar. Right. So Avatar, uh, which again is just its own thing like it's not even avatar you can't even really hold in the discussion because it's just it's just you know yeah so unique you could almost say i'm the highest grossing film of all time well except for avatar of course right like honestly it's just it's it's own thing you actually like Um, if someone said that i'd take that as an argument i'd be like that's fair that's fair right and and then end game um yeah and you, but 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 you look at everything else in there, and there are these major kind of tentpole event level yeah. films. Yeah, and there was a like, whole there was a whole storm, and like stuff. A, a perfect storm that went along with these films to kind of really propel them up. Yeah, well, and and there's some Star Warses and stuff like that, but also like with the exception of Titanic and to an extent Avatar. Um, they're all pretty recent movies. Um, and that's because we've seen like a huge shift and change in movie, the movie going climate, mm. right? Like now, now a lot more people, I mean, not in the last two years, but a lot more people go see the film, like go see movies. Yep. A lot more people are seeing movies several times, going back, bringing their friends, right? Like when The Dark Knight, came out mm-hmm. uh i saw it twice in the theater oh um yeah. but it's but but that's you know that probably makes me certainly makes me a minority sure um i don't know many people who only saw endgame once mm. you know i i i would say the number of people who saw it like for the Dark Knight, I feel like maybe ten percent or fifteen percent saw it twice, mm. and the other uh, the other eighty five to ninety percent only ever saw it once. Right. Whereas with Endgame, mm. that number is closer to fifty fifty, <laughs> if not more people than not saw it more than once sure so i you know it's one of the i'm not surprised that it's been bumped down 
that far. Sure. Only because the movie going climate is radically different hmm. than it was. That's actually that's actually some interesting context. To that uh, that's a fair point. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> my other little tidbit before my question: Have you ever had like a night, like an event where you almost went out with some friends? And then you decided not to go, and then like the next morning or the week later, or however long later, the friends went, oh yeah, and you won't believe this happened, and then this happened, and then we met Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then we did this, and it was crazy, and we won the lottery, or whatever it is, and you go, ah, oh, I, I should have gone out, I should have you know, gone to this whatever event it was. Uh, that- the time I almost went to Woodstock. <laughs> um, so in 2005, August 2005, Katie Holmes reportedly planned on reprising her role of Rachel Dawes, uh, but she eventually turned it down for the film Mad Money with Diane Keaton and Queen Latifah. And listen, I'm not saying that Dark Knight's the best movie ever made or it's, you know, the be all and end all. But I'm just saying... But she made the wrong choice. She made the wrong choice. However you cut it on The Dark Knight, she made the wrong choice. Queen Latifah, big deal. Diane Keaton, big deal. But compared to The Dark Knight, it's just... It trumped the decision she made. And, you know, it is what it is. But it's unfortunate. Oh, yeah. Definitely. My question... My question. The one question. So, I think... Like, you're, you're aware of this. And most of the movie fans who are at least were around like young adults or were consenting adults around the time of the dark Knight were aware that Heath Ledger, uh, won a posthumous award for best supporting actor, just cause there was a lot of hype around it just because, you know, the film came out it was after a big deal. It was a, it was a huge deal. And the fact that he won it and it was just in from the hardcore fan to just movie fans to just avid, like average fans. It, most people were aware of this. So I have no doubt that you were aware of that, that the dark yep. Knight won an Oscar, uh, due to Heath Ledger's performance, best supporting actor. Yeah. My question to you, and I, I showed my hand a little bit last week. So, um, you know, that Batman begins did not win an Oscar, but my question for you about the Dark Knight trilogy, and I know you have a bone to pick about calling it that, but I'm just calling it Christian Nolan's three films. Was Heath Ledger's Oscar the only Oscar that his trio of films won? Huh. Um. Uh. If the dark, oh, so uh, maybe the Dark Knight won something else. Like maybe it won Best Soundtrack or something. I doubt it. For um, context, for context, I don't have the nomination number for Dark Knight Rises, but for Dark Knight, there were a total of eight nominations, including Heath Ledger's win. Huh. Uh, I'm going to say that it's not the only Oscar, but I don't have I don't have anything to back that up with like I, I you know i'm gonna i'm not gonna say oh because i think you know the dark knight rises right. won the best screenplay sure. right okay uh let me give this a try i tried to do a sound effect it'll either just be awkward silence or a cool sound effect but that is correct there was a second right. win for the dark knight it got best sound editing 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's this one, just my... the, the Dark Knight, there's one moment where the sound, I think the sound <laughs> is absolutely, like, awe-inspiring. And I think about this every time. <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're serious. I, I thought it. you're but not we'll just get, trolling. We, no, I'm no, I am dead serious. Oh, it's okay, a weird okay, moment. Okay. It's like it stuck out to me in the theater both time oh. both times I watched it all Which those part? years ago. Which part? Uh and it has stuck out to me ever since. Okay. So I mean it's definitely not what it won this on. No. It's no, just no. like this weird moment where it's like, oh weird. Like the sound's really weird here. But Is it like a part that you can share or is it like something really minute? Sure, that- yeah. So it's it's the Joker's opening scene in the bank. Oh. Um huh. and there's just something about the way Heath Ledger is mic'd huh. where it's his first line. Okay. Right. Well, no, technically not, because his first line is sure. no, 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 I killed the bus driver. Yep. yep. But his his first like unmasked line, his right. reveal line, where he says I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you, and then takes his mask off. Mm. And something about when he takes his mask off, his vase, his his voice just gets so much bassier, hm. and it's just like, I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. Mm. And it's just like this deep, like st- like his voice almost sounds like an orchestra, like like it's like this very. There's there's so much body to it, and I don't know why. I don't know I, something about that one moment always resonates with me when I'm watching it, and I'm like, wow, hmm. like, just this like just this perfect angelic sounding voice. But anyways, that's really cool. It, it is a very interesting scene. So, uh, good good trivia, man. Good yeah. trivia. Thank you, thank you. So. Whew. Should I just start laying out unpopular things to say? Let me. So, or do you mm. want to hear what I do like about it? Let me, let me, let me relay why I think it's a good movie in like, okay, forty seconds or less, just to kind of sure. lay the groundwork as, as far as like this is why I think it's good. This is why I think it could be commendable, and then I'll kind of pass the right. baton yeah, yeah, back yeah. to you, and we'll see where it takes us. All right. So, and then we'll start slashing with the machete. <laughs> So, uh, with this film, uh, obviously, like the first film with Raz El Ghul, in this film, we've got the Joker, and we've got a villain, um, an antagonist who isn't crazy. And, you know, he's cold, he's sinister, he's awful in a lot of different ways. And, you know, that obviously films the fuel and branches into different things. But he's not just a, um, a, um, a one-dimensional kind of comically silly bad guy. And so I feel like that is something that the first movie did well and that was strong and they continued with that in this film. And I would say it is a little bit darker and a little bit more sinister than we saw even with Raz al Ghul who wanted to just massively kill a whole city. Um, so Yeah, it was a... He was a genocide man. He was like, he wasn't anything to laugh at. And I'm thinking they went even a step darker with the Joker. Um, Mm. But even with that, just as a piece of fiction, it's still captivating and interesting. And I think what they do with it and what they did well in the first one, and they continue to do in this one, and maybe even a little bit better is they, they take the storyline away from just like minutia of let's fight this up or let's blow that up. And those are just a means to an end. And at the end of the day, 
what this movie like the joker says is about is a moral battle for the for the city of gotham and for me how can you get any higher stakes than that and with a plot line like that like it just elevates everything the stakes are higher the 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 tension is higher and i think where this film stands alone or where this film gets its hype i feel it could be a standalone film just because at times it's about batman it's about joker it's about all these things that are a continuation of batman begins but it's also just its own independent entity where all these kind of we get challenged both batman both harvey dent both um gordon they get challenged with all these like philosophical kind of conundrums of what should they do what's the right thing to do what's the best thing to do for themselves for everyone else and as the viewer we are part of that like we are part of that conundrum and we're challenged and I just feel like for that reason, I feel this film is so different from other Batman films and it almost could just be a standalone film. Like if this film just was released without being a trilogy and it was just this single Batman film, I still think it would have held up on its own. And yeah, I I think, I think just the magnitude of the things that are covered in this film make the audience question, what would we do in this circumstance or what is the right thing to do? Like, that, that, that's all I have to say. But just like in scenes like where, you know, there's fairies and everyone has the perceived power to either save themselves or kill each other or do this or do that. Or should we kill someone to give up Batman or kill someone to get the Joker and all these kind of things. And all these, I guess there's all these things that extrapolate and are resonate more than just can this, the simple comic book narrative that make this film different from the rest and that's why i feel it's such a standalone film and why it's still an enjoyable view when i watched it this week i agree about it being able to be a standalone film 90 percent. okay um i think absolutely you're correct right up until uh the ending hmm. i don't think I, if you're not going to do another one i don't think you can have them go on the run Hmm. Um, I just, I don't think it would be as satisfying, you know, like there's Hmm. lots, there's lots of movies where they leave it like kind of open-ended and stuff's going to happen. And you, you you know, like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie, although it sounds like we're getting another one. Yeah. Um, originally we weren't going to, and that was the ending they chose. And you know what? That's fine. Sure. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I don't think that it would have worked as well in this case but i could be wrong i i think you're right i don't think they like if this was a standalone film i don't think they could do that just from uh what's acceptable for mass audiences and people not being content with like an unresolved ending but part of me and i could it could just be that i like this film but part of me would be intrigued to have such a bitter ending and not kind of wrapped up and resolved but i think you're right i don't think I don't think they could do that. Right. Okay. Cool. But. I want to be that guy in the, you know, the (laughs) meme with the guy in the park. Oh, yeah. And it's like something, something, something changed my mind. Changed my mind. Okay. (laughs) That's all I want to do right now. I just want to like make a statement. Sure. Yep. And then hand you the mic. Oh, wow. 
I, okay. Okay. Statement number one. Sure. The Dark Knight, okay. although a far superior film to the movie Avatar, okay. is almost as overrated, almost as like hyped up beyond, like hyped up to be more than it actually is. Hmm. It's it it's almost as hyped up as Avatar. Hmm. It, just in that it's it's a great film. Sure, it's a it's a g- good movie. And when I went to the theater in two thousand and eight, I loved it just as much as everyone else did. Sure, I saw it twice. I was quoting it. I was mm-hmm. doing all the you know I that Halloween just like everyone else. I actually got <laughs> right. really good right at doing like really good. Oh yeah, at I'm doing sure. Heath Ledger Joker makeup. I can I I've um, not seen pictures, but I can see it happening. Oh, I should send you something. Yeah. I'm going to, you'll be like, seriously, that's you? (laughs) Um, So, but, you know, considering that it is the movie in this trilogy that almost exclusively gets talked about, Mm. that really nobody talks about Batman Begins. Mm. And everyone pretends that Batman or the Dark Knight Rises doesn't exist. (laughs) So, fact. Uh, they're like, oh yeah, but the dark, oh the dark, and maybe I see more of it than you do because sure. I'm a part of like Batman online groups, like conversations, sure, with these like yep. sweaty Batman <laughs> nerds. We're just like, oh man, the Dark Knight. If I could only ever just do anything ever again for the rest of my life, it would be to sit and watch the Dark Knight because it's so good. It's so good. It's. It's it's a great movie. Sure. But there are those who who have damn near formed a religion around this movie. Hmm. And and it's just not that good. It's just hmm. not good enough for the hype that you're giving it. Okay. So that is unpopular statement number one. Yep. The Dark Knight is grossly hmm. blown out of proportion on the scale of how good it actually is. Woo. It's a bold statement to make, considering Avatar was used in the same sentence. Right. <laughs> do, do, do you have any objections, sir? Uh, and here's where I'm coming from the open-mindedness, because I, and I, I think you make an interesting point. I do think we come from two sides of the fence on this, because... I am not as invested in the the Batman universe. And so I don't have as much experience over hyping it. And just as a story to illustrate that, I saw this film as a standalone film. I literally went out with yeah. some friends. I, I was aware that this film was a thing, but I like I maybe right. saw like half a trailer and I was like, Oh, seems interesting. I'm moving Did on you know with my it was day. A sequel? What's that? Uh, when you saw it, did you know it was a sequel? I don't even know, to be honest with you. I must have. Okay. I must have. But I literally went out with but some- But you hadn't f- seen the first one. Not even a little bit. I went out with some friends and then they decided, yeah, let's go see Dark Knight. Or maybe I went with them and they were planning on doing it. Anyway, I just kind of went and they're like, Dark Knight. And I was like, sure, let's go. Went and saw it. Last minute, we got like the last four seats. I was at the front. It was at like 11 p.m., I remember some of those panoramic shots that just like went around in the circle with like the Joker, like pointing knives at people and getting like dizzy, but also going like, this is amazing. And right. 
I, I guess what I'm trying to say about that is I had no no experience with people overhyping it before I saw it. I literally I got I saw it with the freshest slate possible. And I think because of that right. I've never had a tarnished tarnished opinion of it because I go, Hey, okay. that's really good. But I've never I've never experienced the same overhypedness and I think it would bother me if I did experience that and it will going forward if anyone ever says some things a lot <laughs> of that same cut. Isn't it the greatest movie that is ever? It's just so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Unpopular thing number two. Bring it. Although, uh, <clears throat> although, okay. So Heath Ledger's Joker. Hmm. Um. There are several things about. It's an excellent performance. Sure. Excellent performance. It's not my favorite Joker. Um, I don't even think it's, it's not even my favorite live action Joker, but if we're including like video games and, and cartoons, like just the style and the mannerisms of the Joker aren't, it's just not my favorite. Okay. Um, and I can get, I can get more into that in a minute. Um, it is an excellent performance. Oh, for sure. Excellent. Yep. Like. It, like the fact that you you watch it and you go that's Heath Ledger mm-hmm. like you know and and the fact that he he did this and he pulled it off after everyone like even before social media hmm. everyone hated on this casting oh wow everyone was like oh get the broke back mount the gay cowboys gonna play hmm. the Joker it's what a what is stupid hmm. right like it was huge it was big outroar wow. However, <laughs> as good as it is, okay. he would, Heath Ledger's Joker would not be talked about, mm. cared mm. about, remembered as fondly, hmm. or be such the fan favorite that it is yep. if Heath Ledger were still alive. So yeah. much... Of the, oh, Heath Ledger is the best Joker there ever was. He's just the best Joker. <laughs> is because he died. Mm. Yeah. That is, I, and I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you know, it's an yeah. unpopular thing to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, had had Joaquin Phoenix died during the press release, whatever, like the, the press run of his Joker film. Right. We'd be singing the praises of that one instead. Hmm. It's an interesting point. I I feel like I'm just going to take the fence on this one and say there's no way for us to know just because we we don't know. But I do see the logic in what you're saying. And for better or worse, I do think that it is unfortunate because when I watched this, I didn't I I don't know where I stand with him being the best Joker of all time. I I do like Jack Nicholson. I'm not a fan of the newer renditions of the Joker. So if if Heath Ledger isn't number one, he's definitely a close number two. Um, right. And I guess just in my pers- personal experience with watching this rendition of the Joker, I did fall into the trap, not of saying Heath Ledger's the best there ever was. End of story. Don't talk to me. Shut up. But I did fall into the trap of going, oh, gee, th- like this is unfortunate. I... 
it is sad that this young man passed away just as a human being, but also as like a, a talented actor. Sure. And it's unfortunate. And uh, unf- for better or worse, there is a tension that would go along with that set of circumstances brewing for Oscar nominations, for Oscar wins, for attentions to the attention to the movie. So. I, right. I, I'm going to draw the draw, sit on the fence on that one, and I'll say it's just too hard to know. But it's an interesting thought that I had never considered before. That that might be one of the driving factors of why he has this legacy of being the best in some people's opinions. Well, and a shame that originally he was intended to be in the sequel. He was going to hmm. be in the third one, right? Um. Because I mean, how you know? How can he not be? How can you introduce Joker and then? And he doesn't die. To which? Right? To which? Joker's uh, the Joker doesn't die in this. He just oh yeah gets arrested. And to which, aside from like the human tragedy aspect of it, which is the obviously the main thing, but also it is just unfortunate to have that storyline not continue, just because again, not I'm not saying he's the best Joker of all time, but it was an interesting plot point. And it would have just been interesting to continue just because it felt like there there could have been some some more things to resolve going forward. Sure. And at least I uh, can understand Heath Ledger when he talks. And it's one of the <laughs> and it's one of those weird things where um where Heath Ledger so without revealing our ages. Yeah. yeah. I, you don't like to do that for some reason. And that's fine. <laughs> Listen, uh, when you've lived through Woodstock, <laughs> you try it. You're about 29 and holding. Right. Uh, Heath Ledger was 28. Yeah. Yes. You know, and so it's stuff like that. It's stuff like that that gets me. So mm-hmm. when I was, uh, when I was a teenager, um, I had a good friend of mine who was um, seven years older than me. Hmm. I would have been six years. He was six years older than me. Um, p- passed away in a horrible, horrible accident. He hmm. uh, he worked for the hydro company. Oh, and there was a accident during a thunderstorm, hmm. um, and he was he was electrocuted. Oh, um, and so, anyways, I remember, uh, and he was twenty three. Oh, jeez! And I remember, at, like, wife and child, and it was terrible. But um, I remember the day I realized. I remember when I was twenty three, and the day that I realized. I'm the same age now because he right. was always he was like yep. six years older, and so when you're like, you know, when you're 13, yeah, and he's 19, he's just right. this like impossibly older guy, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And when you're, like, he's just an adult. He's got a house. He's got a kid. He's got <laughs> for sure. You know, he's just a, he's he's an he's an adult. And you always kind of like it's funny. Our brains do this thing where you always see hmm. people older than you. You know, like if you, if you, if I don't know if any of your grandparents are are living still, but if they are, mm. when you picture your your grandmother, say, right, and you picture her now, and then you think back, if you think about memories that you have of her when you were ten, hmm. 
in those memories in your brain, right? She pretty much looks the way, or not too much differently than she actually looks now. Right? Because we just like we take people's appearances and we like plug them into you know whatever. Anyways, this is a tangent, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's strange. It's strange yeah. to be like you know Heath Ledger died and and you're like holy crap, but like. Mm. I'm older than that. Yes. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, I, yeah, it's just weird. It's weird. It, um, it, it, it so also just that, adds a trash. Like, it, it is sad no matter how you cut it, but then it's just an extra layer upon the sadness that it's like, dang, this guy oh, yeah. was young, so young. So young. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then I like, you know, it's this other thing where you're like, okay, 28. And he gave, he like, he was 28 years old. Right. And yeah. he played the Heath Ledger Joker in The Dark Knight. Right. Yeah. The hell have I done? Like, what? <laughs> it's like, what accomplishments have I made when this 28 year old yeah. is like, you know, the most iconic, you know, maybe not the best, but, but certainly the most famous oh, Joker yeah. performance of all time. Nothing to sneeze at. No. So, it's, anyways, it's it's um, similar to Orson Welles when you look at when he was twenty five years old, where he wrote, directed, and was the lead star in Citizen Kane when he was twenty five. And I look right. at what I did yeah, when I was twenty five, and I go, "Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, okay, never mind." R- right? Like it just kind of makes you go, "Okay, next year, next year yeah. is my year, next year." <laughs> 2022 next here we year come. i'm really gonna i'm just gonna go go for broke and <laughs> yeah. and make something of myself yeah um okay so now i'm just so those are the two big sure. like controversial sure. things yeah yep. i'm just gonna rapid fire through some things do now do it um and basically say yay or nay okay either it worked for yep. me and i like it or yep. no it's garbage sure um <clears throat> uh and i'm not gonna i'm not really gonna touch on any of the stuff that i did from like if it's just a, a carryover from Batman Begins, sure. right? Like so, sure. Michael Caine is Alfred. Yay, I like him. Of course, uh, it, uh, Morgan Freeman. Yada yada. You yeah. know that's all good. Yeah. Um, just new stuff. New yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the new bat suit. Sure. Nay, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's too. Uh, it's too. I don't know. I don't like the cowl. I don't like the the cowl. I, you hmm. know, and I get it. And so it's like this l- long-standing joke in live-action Batman movies where because the cowl because it's all one piece, when if he wants to turn and look at something, he has to like turn his shoulders. Right. And but it but it's it's become like the Batman movement. <laughs> it's like a man- mannerism that Batman moves as this kind of right. Like structure type thing um and he you know so you know i want to be able to turn my head and uh it's like wow it'll make you know make backing out of the driveway a lot easier and so (laughs) it's fun like it's funny and it's it's a great line and it makes me laugh because i know the history of Mm. you know batman can't turn his head right um I just don't, I think there's ways they could have done it. I loved, again, at the beginning of this one, we see that, like, long panther animalistic neck. Mm. Um, and it's just this great, like, velvety cape. It's this great suit. Hmm. Um, and I just didn't, I, you know, and and big bat symbol across the this big, wide chest. Um, and I really liked it. And I just don't like the new one. It doesn't work for me. Okay, fair enough. Huh. Um... 
the story in this movie, this is a much more complicated movie. Very. Um, there's there's just so much going on. <laughs> and I think you said that in the last episode, that like, right. you know, Batman Begins is a very simple, easy to follow story. Yep. And the one thing that stood out to me, and I do get it, but like, I was watching this movie with someone who hadn't seen them before. Oh, okay. And, and the whole time was thinking... Do you understand what's happening with with Lau? Right, because yeah, it's actually really stupidly convoluted. Yes, like yeah, the fact that Batman is pursuing him, but Bruce Wayne is also kind of playing him, and yeah. and Dent wants him, and the Joker's interacting with, and it's just like this really complicated, confusing kind of storyline it's um i'm glad you bring that up because necessary no because that that's something i was going to mention when we were giving our scores but i do feel one flaw or drawback of this film is its length and i'm not opposed to long films but i do feel there was a lot of convolutedness to some parts of this storyline and what you outlined was definitely one of them where either i didn't need it in the big picture of what was going on, or it could have been a lot simpler or a lot more concise because I agree. There's a whole lot going on where at the end of the day, it's a confusing B adds a lot of screen time and C, you know, doesn't, you don't get a lot of bang for your buck. And just to add to your point about how convoluted it was, I've seen this movie many times. It's been 13 years. I've seen it many a time. There were, for sure, a couple things, but definitely there was one scene where, like, I can't give an exact example, but where there was some back and forth between Batman and, and Morgan Freeman, and there was something that Morgan Freeman said that I went, oh, okay, I know what he means by this line, that the other times I just didn't really pay too much attention to, and my point of it was there was there's so much going on that even after seeing it so many times... I actually found something that I only understood because I've seen it so many times. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I agree. It's complicated. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. So the loud thing, I just, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face. I like him. Sure. But again, it's like, well, we've got 20 minutes left in this film. What should we do? Well, let's introduce a new villain. (laughs) And it's just like, what? Like, I don't know. It seemed to me more like I would would have preferred it if we had just spent this film setting up Harvey Dent. Hmm. And then, and let us really love him. Let us, let us, let us really have this film come out and spend the next three or four years waiting for the next film to come out, hmm. um, basking in the fact that Harvey Dent is Gotham's white knight. Hmm. And that, that you know, maybe make Batman go on the run for a different reason. So Harvey really hmm. is our only freaking hope because right. Batman can't, you know, whatever. Yep. And then make him have to come back because... Uh, because then something happens to Harvey and then, like, I just, it, it, it hmm. felt, you know, it felt like he wasn't given the time that he deserved as a villain hmm. in this film. 
I I do want to jump. And kill them. Yeah. I do want to jump on this wagon here because I think you, there's definitely stuff to chew on here. I will agree or at least go on from what you've said. I did appreciate Aaron Eckhart in this role. And compared to the Two-Face we've seen in the past that was just throw up in your mouth bad, we did get so much um, depth and motivation for this character. And how, as a, as a viewer of the film, how can you not relate to what he's at least feeling and the loss that he's had and he he's just at a loss to what to do with his life? What I'll say, I'm tempted to agree with what you said just because I don't like where the, the series goes with the next installment. So that it's tempting to have, let's set this movie up just to bask in his glory, to love him. Sure. And then in the third film, among, take something else out of that film that is not doing it for me and have the Two-Face where it turns and it's this downfall of this character. I'm tempted to say maybe you're on to something. The one thing I will say is, I don't. You maybe lose something just because there's something to the dramatic, like the dramatic story arc of him seeing it happen so fast and just having this good character and then having it ripped away from the viewer. So I'm not. I I'm yeah. I'm interested to to that point that you're making, but I'm not sure if it would work. Yeah, I like because what I would want is you know the way I would do it mm-hmm. is make Harvey play a bigger role in putting Joker away. Oh, then Joker breaks out, Kay. seeks his revenge, yeah. f's Harvey up. Huh. Right. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I I don't know. Just like it because then I felt like there were times where in this film where the antagonist that I was supposed to be watching and care, like the fact and uh, you know every every possible pun intended but joker doesn't even get the last laugh in this movie right like, you know it's it's joker joe it's joker it, it it is the quintessential batman villain and we deal with him and then we've still got another guy to go deal with like mm. it just doesn't have that punch hmm. the way that it you know anyways it, that, that's fine yeah um i like the bat pod. So the tumbler becomes right. better for me because of yep. the bat pod. Who doesn't? Because love I'm that? like, yes, okay, yep. that is a Batman thing. It's that is something cool. that. And then I'm wondering, like, is this something that him and Fox have come up with? Hmm. Po- like as the Batman thing, because there's no way the tumbler just did that. There's no way this oh, no. military vehicle had this motorcycle yeah. built into it. Not a That's chance. totally a Batman upgrade. Yep. Um. So that's cool. Um, you know, there, there's a couple Joker moments that I really like, but then I just, they don't play them out enough. Hmm. So I, I like my Joker to be very crazy. Sure. Um, on the theatrical side, hmm. um, which, which in our teaser at the end of Batman Begins, Gordon says, has a taste for the theatrics. Hmm. Um, and it didn't come through a whole lot, right? Hmm. It was kind of like they, they were setting up, because obviously when they write that line yep. and Gary Oldman says at the end of Batman Begins, they didn't have, they hadn't begun this. Like Heath right. Ledger hadn't been cast. They nope. hadn't, you know, they weren't, they, they weren't setting up something specific. They were setting up what they knew the Joker, who the Joker was. Yeah. And then I feel like they went in a different direction hmm. and that feels strange to me. Hmm. 
you know, we wrote this line because, wow, when you think of Joker, this is what you get. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the end product didn't match that entirely. <laughs> right. Uh, I like, but the moments that I like that there just aren't enough of, mm. putting a gas grenade in the mouth, the right. practical joke yep. of that. The the lunacy behind the fact that the pin is tied to a thread on his coat that is unraveling. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, the, the, the breast pocket thing inside of his jacket with the grenades yeah. and the thing that he's like, you know. Uh, yep. uh, uh, let's like not blow this the, out the of pencil proportion. Trick. Yeah, let's not blow this out of proportion. And then, and then, and then, the, like such a great line in this movie. Two moments I I love and I laugh really hard at in this movie. One is Joker's, and it's when the guy says, "You really think you can steal from us and just get away?" And Joker's like, "Yeah." I. It's so. It's oh, just this. It's so I, cold and dry. I'm oh, I'm so glad you brought that it's up. I equally so enjoy that. Yeah, he's just like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other moment is when, uh, I don't know if he's like an accountant or, you know, just some sure. stupid weasel who has deduced that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And Morgan Freeman has got the <laughs> right. MVP line in this movie. Sure. So let me get this straight. You think that your client, one of the wealthiest men in the world, is secretly a vigilante who spends his evenings beating criminals to a pulp with his bare fists, and your plan is to blackmail this person? <laughs> good luck. Yeah. It's so good. It's it like, is. it's just, it's so funny. And you realize in that moment, yeah, he's got like this built in <laughs> immunity almost because it's yeah. like, you do like, <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, and your plan is to blackmail this person <laughs> yeah he will kill you he, yeah, won't. he won't kill you but, but you know yeah. it's yeah it's it's not gonna end well for you if you go through with this um <laughs> but yeah you know what on the whole and then at the end of the day the thing that i hate the the, uh, the thing that ruins it for me where is it <laughs> like there's this old video. I don't know if I brought this up before. There's this yeah. old video. It's like yeah. a, it's like a skit. I don't know if it's college humor or what it is. It's sure. so good. Yeah, it's so good. And it's Joker and Batman, and they're sitting in the interrogation thing. And um, and he's like, you know, why do they want to kill me? <laughs> and the guy playing Joker is like, um, sorry, what? <laughs> why do you want to kill me? Uh, <laughs> why do I and it just keeps going on and it's so funny he's like um, you know maybe if we get a can, can, can we get a pen could you write it down <laughs> yeah. why do I, you know and he's like ah, you might want to see a doctor because I think you have a really bad case of throat cancer <laughs> I don't have throat cancer and it's, and it's so funny it's yeah. so friggin funny it is good um, but it's accurate Oh yeah, it's to like degree. it gets a little bit worse in this one. Yeah, and like I said, in the next one, it's like even far worse. <laughs> I just don't get it. Whose idea? What moron on set didn't say, 
Uh, look, I know I'm just light technician number eight, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm seeing what's happening here, and I can't believe my ears, and I'm thinking maybe, uh. hey, people are going to enjoy Batman in this film more <laughs> if they know what the flip he's saying. <laughs> Um, uh, it's just so stupid. I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Cause it's like, it's, it's literally like, so Benedict Cumberbatch mm. did this documentary where he was, he narrated a documentary about penguins. Hmm. And you know how there's all these, like, everybody's got this thing. I'm sure there's words, Pete, that you know that are common everyday words or phrases or whatever it is. And for whatever reason, you're never 100% sure whether you're pronouncing it right or not. Mm. So you avoid saying yep. it because yep. you're embarrassed yep. if you happen to get it wrong. For sure. Right? It's the, you know, um, tie me over versus tied me over. Or play sure. it by year versus play it by ear. Sure. Um, so it just so happens, and we won't hold it against him, but it just so happens for Benedict Cumberbatch, penguins is one of those words. <laughs> oh, shoot. And he, he had two different pronunciations in his head, and he went, he you know, he made a choice, and he went for it. And so for this entire documentary, he calls them penguins. Hmm. And he did an in, he did a, a interview about it, and he's like he's like there's directors, <laughs> and 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 casting people, and I have a manager whose job it is to make me not ever ever look stupid, and how how did it get that far to the and that's just it hmm. right? And I feel the exact same way about how did nobody. <laughs> How, how did something that was clearly such a stupid, creative decision... Yes, you need a different voice for Batman than just your regular voice. You can't mm -hmm, be... Mm -hmm. You can't sound like Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. But if this is your regular voice and you go, Hi, I'm... My name's Bruce Wayne. Hmm. Your voice, your Batman voice can be, I'm Batman. It doesn't have to be, I'm Batman. Like, it just, it's so stupid, and I just don't, <laughs> ah, and it ruins, it It literally ruins for me mm. what should be, like, you know, it, it. The Dark Knight is a great movie, but at the end of the day, it's a Batman movie, which sure. means, as, as an individual, I should be the most excited and geeking out the hardest in any scene that has Batman. Mm. And I don't, those are the movies where I'm like, hitting myself in the head going why <laughs> give me let's give me more of maggie gyllenhaal for oh. pete's sake i don't like i just don't want to see batman right because like it's so it drives me up the wall i hate it i, I hate it i don't mind it i do not mind it oh my goodness it's so bad <laughs> i'm okay with it it makes no sense okay then from now on if you don't mind it, mm. then when we do the Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> uh, the whole time. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of <laughs> My name is Brady. This is my co-star Pete. Right. 
The reasons I don't like this film are. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, but yeah, you asked for it, man. That's, that's I, fine. It's going to happen. I'm, I'm eager. I, I'm a little that's nervous. So stupid. I'm a little nervous, but I'm a little eager. Like, literally. And, and, and shame on Alfred. Shame on Alfred. <laughs> At no point was Alfred like... <laughs> At no point was Alfred like, Master Bros. <laughs> I know you want to do this, this, uh, this, this vigilante thing and all. But I'm kind of thinking to myself, what if, when you're threatening the criminals, they actually know what you're saying? (laughs) Right. Oh, it's so, it's so, it's so bad. Anyways, (laughs) that is my, that's everything I have to say. Okay. Um, We've hit on most things I wanted to touch on too. I will just say, I am just curious, and this is more nerding out. I don't think the film needed to go on this. I am just genuinely curious. And in fact, maybe if the Joker had returned in the third film as in as intended, maybe we would have got some backstory. Maybe not. But I love the concept of this Joker, and just like when he go when he is arrested, like there's no DNA match, there's no fingerprint match. He's got custom clothes. Like they've got no ID on him, and just my just inner curiosity as a human being is like part of the story. I just want to know his origin. Um, just what his story is. I'm just so intrigued. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong. It's an, it is an excellent performance. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, and it is a cool Joker. Yep. Like, you know, the, the moment when Joker hits the most for me mm. is when Batman is, is feeding Joker his own teeth in that interrogation room Hmm. and Joker is laughing. And that is like, that is when I'm like, yes, that is the Joker. Hmm. Right. Or, or when he's sitting in a jail cell and he's like, I, I I just want my phone call. Hmm. (laughs) Like, because he's got a plan to blow the place up and to do all this. Like, and it is, it is good. And it is not, you know. Oh Yeah. And and just as a as a specific anecdotal thing, just when he in that interrogation scene where he says like, "You have nothing on me," like there is nothing. You have nothing to yeah, threaten like, me with. There is nothing. With all your power. Yeah, and it's it's that's what I kind of talked about at the beginning, just with the stakes of what they're fighting over and how it's being fought. Where this villain is just so rich, and it's going wow. He's not motivated by money. He's not motivated by just, he is just, he is quite scary because they can't put a finger on him and they can't find his pressure point. Like it is, it's, it's quite, quite eerie at times, to be honest. Um, Do you want to know why I use gun or knives? (laughs) Guns. Guns. Effed up the line. You want to know why I use knives? Guns are too quick. You Hmm. can't, savor all the little emotions right when someone's about to die they they that's when they show their true colors that's when they show who they really are hmm. so in some ways i know your friends better than you ever did hmm. yeah would you like to know which one of them were cowards <laughs> it's so like he's good again and there, like works, i mean there i go he know? works people he works people yeah, he's he's he is good, and I do like 
that we see him briefly during the parade scene, we do see him yes. out of makeup. Yes, very briefly. Very briefly. That's a cool shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cool. There were two little minuscule problems I had that, I, like when I watched Batman Begins, and this is what I'll finish it up with, there were some times sure. where I watched it now and this film wasn't immune anymore. I wasn't going, it's perfect. There were just a couple little things. The 3D bullet scan, fingerprint recreation, that didn't exactly age well with me. I just thought that was a little bit too far. And there was one sequence actually at the party for Harvey Dent uh, where Batman jumped out of the building to save Rachel. And I just don't understand how they even survived that fall because unlike other falls where he uses his cape to kind of glide... He literally just hit a car. Like, he just hit it like a pancake. And I yeah, also just... I mean, it could be some suit tech. I mean, I, he's got the, sure. the Kevlar plating and shit at that point. <laughs> but I do think that, too. And I'm like, man, you just folded that yeah, car. Yes. You folded that engine yes. block with your with your spine. And they're just laying there having, like, pillow talk, being like, oh, Bruce, why? Oh, Bruce, oh. How how could you? Yeah, and yeah. and just in that specific scene, I just always wonder like, how does that party end? Like, Joker's up there with like hundreds of guests in Bruce's apartment, and like they just take the elevator and and leave. Like, there was no other repercussions to deal with. Or, hey, now that Rachel's safe, I've got Joker in a fixed location. Why don't I like beat his ass or just capture him or something? But anyway couple small things i still think it's a great film not sure not an yeah, amazing absolutely. film not a perfect film nope. but still a film nope. worthy of viewing for what it is absolutely well so zero to ten sir sure i give this a ten <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I gave it, I, uh, <laughs> I gave it an eight point eight. So in context, I gave uh, Batman Begins an eight point three. So it's within a half point of each other. So to me, they're both really good uh, films. Um, so you do think it's better? Slightly, and I want to. I will say okay. this. So I gave it an eight point eight on Marshall scale. I gave it a nine. My point is, I would pay money to see this in a movie theater. It would be time and money well spent. I think it gets a good grade. The one thing I want to say is just this distinction, and I can't put a number on it, and I just want to say it for what it is. I think my favorite Batman movie, and my favorite Batman movie in this trilogy is Batman Begins, but I think my favorite movie would be The Dark Knight, just for the reasons I said it transcends some of the, just the strict comic book stuff that I think it's a standalone film and maybe holds its own weight a bit more. So I'd say my favorite right. Batman movie is Batman Begins, but of the two, my preference as a movie overall would probably be Dark Knight. Cool. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Cool. So respectable. You know, 8.8, .8, great film rating, but it's not a, it's not a, hey, this is a movie that everyone has to have tattooed on their spine. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, <laughs> the reason I didn't. <laughs> what now i am curious because you gave batman begins a respectable score but where does the dark knight score 
Yeah, what what did I give it? It was a. S- I think it was like seven point five. Seven point five. I think it was seven point five. Maybe. Okay. It was a respectable uh, so score. I, yeah. So uh, somewhat similarly to you, okay. uh, I give it a seven point eight. Okay. Okay. Um, just yeah. in the in the the closity of the yeah. you know. Um, yeah, so 7.8, you know what, it's, uh, which is almost an 8, which is high. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. that's a 78% yep. on Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. That's a, there's only 22% chance that I'm going to go, yeah, no, you know, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> um, it's good. It Absolutely, it's good. You know, it's the dark freaking night. Oh, yeah. Um, Heath Ledger's performance is good. It's not always the Joker that I want. You know, I like my Jokers to be you know have the chemical bath and all of it like the bleached skin not the makeup um mm. but that's just me right that's yep, uh that it's a yep. it's a preference yep um but yeah 7.8 it's uh that's it's and again would be so much higher <laughs> so much higher if not for the the <laughs> What so of the two things? If you could only change one things, if you were omnipresent and could do such things, if you could take away the hype that is around this movie and that maybe damages it for you, or if you could change Christian Bale's voice, which thing would bump the rating of the movie higher? If you know what I mean. Oh, taking away Christian Bale's voice okay. because I okay. because I feel like if we took away the Christian Bale voice, mm-hmm. the movie would be, maybe not all of it, but would mm. be deserving of more of that hype. Hmm. And like we said, the voice doesn't bother me as much. So that kind of explains why maybe this movie sits a bit better for me, you know, in some ways than it does for you. So that it makes right. sense. Your, your story cool. check, your story checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> all right. Marshall. Marshall. Hey fellas, this week I finally got around to watching Alfred Hitchcock's film Psycho, which was released in 1960. I don't know a ton about films released in the 50s and 60s, but I imagine this film was quite an impressively well put together film for its time, which may explain why so many critics have given it such a high score. What did you watch this week? I have... okay, I haven't seen either, like, any rendition of Psycho. I'm quickly trying to think... I. I think I'm in the same boat. I think, like, every, every, you know, there's the sound, like, there's the music, the iconic music, and there's some... Yeah. But I don't think yeah. I've seen either myself. No. Okay. But, I, but I feel like, huh. for various I reasons... add it to the list, though. Well, so there's the, the, the tie-in, I guess, there's... Because the more recent one has Christian Bale, right? And... Uh, oh, no, that's American Psycho. Oh. I think that's different. Right, okay. I think that's a different thing altogether. Ah. Uh, okay. I don't know, though. <laughs> huh. Right. Well. Regardless. <laughs> Psycho. Regardless. I should watch Psycho. Yeah. We should all, we should all watch Psycho. Psycho. <laughs> but what'd you watch this week? Uh, I don't have much to add to the list. I watched a 1986 movie called down by law it's an independent film an indie movie comedy it was fine it just wasn't my cup of tea it got a three out of ten for me not that it was a bad film per se it just wasn't what i was really into um but um a film starring uh 
coincidentally enough, Roberto Benini, who uh, made Marshall's top 10 actors list when he was on our show. Um, so yeah, that's what I watched this week. What did you watch? I watched the first Kingsman movie. Mm. Um, just kind of gearing up for, because the Kingsman is is coming out near Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh and I just wanted to sort of re-inundate myself with the, you know, the universe. And of stuff, course. So Yeah. And that's it. I almost watched, listen, I almost watched uh, something that I wasn't like, I'm not against it, but I was like, it was certainly, okay, secretly I was kind of looking forward to it because I was like, oh, okay, you know, this could be like broaden my horizons or something. Um, it didn't end up happening. Ultimately, I'm thankful because it would have been a three-film, six-hour movie marathon. Uh, and I just didn't want to watch all three. The Kissing Booth? Is that? The, it's like a, it's on Netflix, The Kissing oh. Booth 1, 2, and 3. And it's like uh, it's like a teen romance huh. thing. Straight to Netflix kind of, you know. Huh. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, but it's got like a following. So I, but I don't know, you know, Twilight had a following. So I don't it, know. Like, it did. Interesting. Yeah. I am not familiar Avatar with Avatar has a following. <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> there are those who like Lost in Translation. So I don't, like, just because Arr. people are into it doesn't mean squat. Oh. Uh, cool. Bundle it up, man. Winter's well. coming. Put, put a coat on it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, We do really appreciate it. Please like, follow, subscribe on all our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please check out our Patreon page, um, our merchandise page. It's ways for you to help support the show, keep the lights on, pay the bills. Thank you um, for our existing Patreon supporters. And uh, until next week. Also, uh, if you can rate and review us positively wherever you're listening, we do appreciate it. Help push us forward in the algorithm. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Yeah. That way my mother will love me. <laughs> or at least that's what I'm hoping. Mm. And until next time, where are they? Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, until next time. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>